0: friends thanks for listening to God has a plan for your life my name is Kathy and I'll be your host for today hopefully everybody's having a great week today I want to get into the subject of why does God allow bad things to happen to good people you know a lot of us have that question why does God allow bad things happen to good people we live in a world today with pain and suffering There's all kind of crazy things going on out there at the world. But we got to fully understand that God is in control of everything. He's in control of everything. I want you to go to the book of Job. The book of Job and Job chapter 1 verse 1 deals with the issue of why God allows bad things to happen to good people. Number one, Job was a righteous man. You'll look at that in Job chapter 1, verse 1. Yet he suffered in ways that were almost beyond belief. God allowed Satan. Now I want you to get this. God allowed Satan to do everything he wanted to do to Job except kill him. Who's Satan? That's the devil. That's the enemy. And Satan did his worst. So what was Job's reaction? Job's reaction, I want you to read this. Job chapter 13, verse 15. Though he slay me, yet will I hope in him. Who was Job putting his hope in? He was putting his hope in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. By the name of the Lord be praised. That's Job chapter 1, verse 21. You know, you got to imagine at that time, Job didn't understand why God allowed some of the things that he did, but he knew that God was good and therefore he continued to trust him. How many times do you go through bad things and you're still able to trust God? There are some people out there that when, as soon as one bad thing happens, they give up hope and they lose trust in God. But God doesn't want us to lose trust in him. I want you to go to Luke chapter 18, verse 19. And Jesus said, No one is good except God alone. All of us feel the effects of sin in one way or another. Sometimes in our own personal sin. Sometimes in the sin of our family. We got to understand that when we question God Or when we ask the question, why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? We got to understand these things. You know, sometimes bad things are going to happen to good people. But we got to understand that this world is not the end. When you die, that is not the end. You're either going to go to heaven or hell. So there's an eternal life. That you gotta look forward through. I want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 through 18. This is what God says. We will have a reward someday, and it will be glorious. God's promises is his promise is that we're gonna get a reward. Isn't that awesome? See, sometimes bad things are going to happen to good people, but we got to understand God. God uses those bad things for an ultimate lasting good. He uses it for a purpose. We may not understand why. And sometimes in our mindset as human beings, we want to keep asking, asking or question, God, why did that happen? Why did that person die? Why did that person leave you? Why did that person mistreat you? But you got to trust in God. We got to look at Jesus. Jesus was a good person. He had no sin. And yet a bad thing happened. What? He was crucified. But God used that bad thing to turn it around for our good so that you, me, and everybody else that's listening to this podcast around the world can have eternal salvation. So that's just one example of how God uses something that was bad into something that was good. What the devil means for harm, God will turn it around for our good. I want you to go to Romans chapter 5 verse 8. God declares, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Despite the sinful nature of the people of this world, God still loves us. Jesus Christ loved us enough to die to take the penalty of our sins. That's in Romans chapter 6 verse 23. And if we receive Jesus Christ as our personal Savior in John chapter 3 verse 16, and in Romans chapter 10, 9, we will be forgiven and promised an eternal home in heaven. That's in Romans chapter 8, verse 1. We, we got to understand, people, we got to understand, friends, that God allows things to happen for a reason. We may not understand his reasons, but we got to understand that God is good, he's just, he's merciful, he's loving. And sometimes bad things are going to happen to us or to other people that we may know, and we're not never going to understand it. So instead of doubting God's goodness, our reaction should be, Lord, I trust you. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding, and in all of your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. We walk by faith and not by sight. We got to understand that sometimes we're going to hit bumps and we're going to have detours in our lives, and we may never understand why things happen. But we got to know that God holds our future, and He's going to turn that bad situation around into our good. We may not understand it. We may not like it,
1: but we got to understand there's
0: something terrible wrong with our world. The world is bad right now. I want you to go to Ecclesiastics. In Ecclesiastics, chapter 8, verse 17, shows that many times we will not know why we are going through sufferings. Then I saw all that God has done. No one can comprehend what goes on under the sun. Despite all his efforts to search it out, man cannot discover its meaning. Even if a wise man claims to know, he cannot really comprehend it. Furthering in Ecclesiastics chapter 3 verse 17, I said to myself, God will bring into judgment both the righteous and the wicked. For there will be a time for every activity, a time to judge every deed. So I'm just going to recommend Ecclesiastics chapter 8 for the why of the suffering. And in chapter 8 verse 6 it reads, for there is a proper time and procedure for every matter. Though a person may be weighed down by misery, God is a perfect parent. And as you will see in the subsection, He corrects every son and daughter that He loves. So, who are you? Aren't you His son and daughter? You are. You're God's son and daughter. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 32 through 36. Reveals the suffering of bad things. It says, Yields us to great rewards for the future. Sometimes you're going to be publicly exposed to insult or persecution. Just like Jesus Christ was. You may be suffered along with other people. God loves us, and God loves you. I want you to look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 through 15, and it reveals the work of suffering. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you, which comes upon you for your testing, as though some strange thing were happening to you, but to the decree that you share the sufferings of Christ, Keep on rejoicing so that also at the revelation of his glory, you may rejoice with exultation. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rest upon you. God loves you. Now I want you to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. It says, No temptation... And in the literal Greek, it means testing has overtake you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He, he will never let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. I want you to get that. He will never let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So... I want you to picture this, visualize this. Sometimes when we suffer testing times in life, God wants us to rely on Him. If we start relying on our own strength, who's getting the glory? Man. But we got to understand that God gets all the glory. When you look at Romans chapter 8, verse 28, it says, It's a time-honored and godly principle that all suffering will yield the best possible results. So we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. So why do good things happen to bad people? We're never going to understand why. So let me say, let me make this clear. When you go to Matthew chapter 19, verse 17, it says, you know, when somebody asks, why do bad things happen to good people? Right here, it says that none are really good but God. God is faithful. In John chapter 6 verse 44, it reveals that bad things may be God's way of drawing us to himself. We're living in a fallen world, friends. Ever since Adam and Eve were thrown out of Garden of Eden, God has left man to decide for himself good and evil, and the results have been catastrophic. Catastrophic. Think about that. God gives you perfect will and permissive will. And he also gives us free will. So it's not that God allows bad things to happen to good people. It's that the people are choosing something different than what God has planned. I want you to think about this for a moment. A very bad thing will happen to all those who don't know Jesus Christ one day. And what do you think that bad thing is? If they don't accept Jesus Christ in their heart and they don't repent of their sins and believe that God is who he says he is, and I'm talking about the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they're going to spend eternity in hell. Either people will be interpreted eternally separated from God forever or they're going to be with the Lord for eternity one day all things will be good someday all suffering, all pain, all tears our heartache are going to be wiped away forever and that's why we got to choose life and live that's in Acts chapter 4 verse 12 You are never going to understand why God allows things that happen to certain people. You may be questioning. Maybe you have a family member that died of COVID and you're wondering what happened. Maybe you uh, lost a loved one in a tragic car accident and you're doubting and you're confused and you're wondering why did God allow that? You got to keep in mind that doubt is a sin. And when you're confused, that's not of God. God is not the author of confusion. That's Satan, and that's the devil putting things in you. No matter what happens in your life, good or bad, you got to trust that the Lord of Lord, King of Kings, is in control. The Bible says that he holds you in the palm of his hands. So nothing gets God by surprise. God is not up in heaven on his throne, and he's saying, Oh, my goodness, look what happened now to so-and-so. Oh, my goodness, they did something wrong, or they sinned again. God is not like that. God is a loving God, but he's also a just God. He loves his children. You and I are his children. We're the sons of the most high God. Sons and daughters of the most high God. Who's the high God? That's Jesus Christ. There's no one like him. He's indescribable. He's all powerful. He's all knowing. He's joy. He's peace. He's light. So my prayer for you today is, Don't question God where God has put a period. Don't question it. Instead, trust God. Start saying, Lord, I don't understand why you allow that to happen, but your word says that you hold me in the palm of your hands so I know that it must be for my good. Lord, I don't know why this situation occurred, but I know that what the devil meant for harm, you're going to turn it around in my favor. That's the kind of mindset that God wants us to have. So I want to encourage you today to trust God no matter what. Trust God. It's two simple words. It's not that hard. We have to trust Him in the good times and the bad times. When we're all joyful, when we're in laughter, and everything's going okay, and then all of a sudden things start tumbling, and we start spiraling, and you have- trust God no matter what. God knows why he's doing what he's doing. I want you to picture it. It's like a big movie screen. God sees the beginning of the movie, the middle of what's happening and the end. We may just get glimpses here and there. The other day I had someone say, I don't understand why God allows bad things to happen to good people. If I were God, I would do this, this, and this. And I just looked at that person and I said, But the good news is that you're not God. You don't know everything, but God knows. God is omnipresent. He sees every tear, he sees every cry. He knows every hurt, every pain. He knows all your struggles, he knows all your joys. He knows all your highs, he knows all your lows. Why, because we serve a good and mighty God. We need to start rejoicing, friends. We need to start rejoicing that God is on the throne. And who is seated at the right hand of our Father? Jesus Christ. And he is praying for each and every one of you. I wanna lift you up in prayer today and I wanna ask you, if you have not received Jesus Christ, I want you to say this simple prayer. Heavenly Father, I'm a sinner and I repent of my sins today. I open wide the door of my heart and I ask you to come in. I turn my back on sin. I turn my back on the devil. I turn my back on the devil and the demon forces and I accept you into my heart today. I believe you died on the cross and three days later you arose again. And your word promises in John 3:16 that whoever believes in God shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I want you to rejoice because if you said that prayer today, God put your name in the Lamb's book of life, which is a big book in heaven. And he wrote your first name and your last name. And nobody can blot that out, my friends. And it says that even when one soul comes to repentance. What is repentance? That's when you ask God to forgive you of your sins. Nobody's perfect. You got to keep in mind, even the Christians aren't perfect. The pastors aren't perfect. The preachers aren't perfect. The apostles aren't perfect. The prophets aren't perfect. There's only one person in the whole entire world and in heaven that is perfect and that's Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which is God. So I want you to remember that. So when you sin, I want you to repent and ask God, Lord, forgive me because I sinned and I ask for your forgiveness and I repent of my sins and I ask you to strengthen me so that I don't sin. I wanna follow you, Lord. God says that when one soul repents and accepts Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that all the angels up in heaven are rejoicing." So I want to thank you for those who said the salvation prayer and accepted Jesus Christ in their hearts today. Welcome into the kingdom of heaven. And one day you're going to get that reward. And that reward is going to be when God calls you home to go to heaven. He's going to say two things. For those who have accepted Jesus Christ into their heart, he's gonna say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And for those who have not accepted Jesus Christ and never repented, he's gonna say, depart from me, I never knew you. Some people are gonna go to heaven and other people are gonna go to hell. What you do here on earth by accepting Jesus Christ gives you eternal life because you believe in him. You're not gonna get a second chance If you die and you don't repent and you do not accept Jesus Christ into your heart, you will spend eternity with the devil and his demon forces. God loves you, my friends, and he wants you to have everlasting life. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for everyone that listened to God has a plan for your life. We may not understand why bad things happen to good people, but we know that you do. Your word says that your eyes run to and fro throughout the land. And Lord God, we thank you that you're our heavenly father. We ask you to forgive us of our sins and we repent of our sins. We thank you, Lord God, that you're the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. We thank you, Lord God, that you're omnipresent. You're everywhere at once. We thank you, Lord God, that you see our tears and you hold each and every tear in a bottle. We thank you, Lord God, that you give us strength when we have no strength. We thank you, Father God, that you make the crooked path straight for us, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit comes to us to gently guide us in the right direction. We ask you, Father God, for divine appointments to lead us into your kingdom. And Father God, we ask you to give us strength so that we can walk each day just like you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, friends, for listening to God Has a Plan for Your Life. I am praying for each and every one of you, and I am believing for great things in your life. Have a blessed day.